Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. My name is Mark Francis, and I am once again your host for today. And we have been engaged in this uh, almost a campaign, a focus of prioritizing the body. In these last couple of weeks, we have gotten a chance to unpack what it means to be a part of a community group. Last week, if you're able to watch or listen, you heard about kind of this idea of getting plugged in to serve and use your gifts and talents. This week, I wanted to introduce you guys to a couple um, who is not necessarily new to the church, but has recently moved back into town. So kind of coming at it from a new perspective of what does it look like to officially get really plugged into the church? This is Brian and Krista Lewis. How are you guys? Great. Thanks. Good. Well, thanks for joining me. I know this is kind of a... You know, it's always funny. It's an impromptu concept to just say, hey, guys, you want to come and do an interview and be on camera and share your story? Not an easy thing. So thanks for being a part of it. Oh, we've got a plan to flip this around on you, Mark. I love it. All right. <laughs> bring it. Yeah. So, you know what? We do have a little bit of history. I got to admit, um, my wife, Erica, was involved with your Krista's family well before Krista even knew Brian and uh, and helped plan your wedding. She did. Yeah. Yes. What would we do without her? <laughs> I don't know. But I was just along for the ride. So <laughs> that's how far back we go. You know, we don't want to bore the washers and listeners with all of our personal stuff. But I just want to say there is a little bit of that disclosure yeah. there. Disclaimer that, yeah, we've known you guys for that long. Mm-hmm. And um, how long have you guys been married? Give us that date. Do you guys have remembrance of that? How many years? Is this where you test me? Uh-huh. 16 years. <laughs> That's 16 right. 16 and a half years. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's back it up. Even before then, you know, I just want to get to know you guys. And uh, and Krista, you, I, I'll start with you because you have a history of being here at Fellowship. And, and Brian, kind of not until you guys got married and moved back into town. And I'll let you guys share that story. But Krista, just start us off with kind of just... Your, your story of being here in Winchester and maybe even how you came to know faith and what it looked like to grow up here in Winchester. Yeah. Well, coming back to fellowship as a 30-year-old um, is different than yeah. growing up here as a, a teenager. Um, so, But it was something that we were really looking forward to doing and God opened the doors for. But yeah, as you said, I grew up here. Um, I've dubbed myself an FBC kid. And um, it, it was... You know, I was involved in the youth groups mm-hmm. and, you know, I so many of the same faces that I looked up to and called Mr. and Mrs. are now on first name basis. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, church was always something that was central to our family. Um, all of my best friends were, you know, here and such. Um, so I had that that foundation of knowledge and, you know, went off to college and continued to be involved in churches and, you know, campus ministries and such. But um, certainly exploring, you know, okay, I'm outside of my family and church bubble. What's important to me? And it wasn't always church Mm -hmm. as being the most important thing. Um, Definitely went through that phase of, well, you've done what's expected of you for so long. Let's just see about what it feels like to be different Mm. and live for yourself. And it was fun for a little while. Um, but God called me back. He's faithful. Um, and I recognized just this, um, insufficiency of what it was like living, um, for something so temporal. Mm. Um, and you know, there's just been, I think Brian and I talked about, um, on the way over here, I call it, um, a series of, 
getting through different phases of immaturity because I wouldn't call myself mature. (laughs) We've never arrived. But um, that sanctification aspect of it. But just, you know, I can feel like I'm really growing and then plateau for. Is there a specific moment in time where you kind of were like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm kind of changing my course. I'm going a different path away from God. Yeah. And now I need a course correction. Is there something that kind of the, was the a most moment? The major one is certainly during college. Um, uh, but there have been certainly times when I've way less prioritized my time with God um, as an adult, as a mom. Um, I mean, even, even just in the last five years, there have been times when I'm like, you know, God understands. Mm-hmm. He knows that I love him. I believe in him. So, you know, investing in quality time with him, he's going to give me a pass. Yeah. But I saw um, things start to sl- slip in my own um, relationships and like my morality, like just found myself lying for convenience, Mm. (laughs) things Mm. that I would have been convicted of Mm. otherwise. And so, like I said, it's different phases of immaturity that I'm still, you know, God calls me back and catches me on. Um, And you know what it's usually stemming from is who I'm surrounding myself with. Mm. Um, We've always been super involved in community groups since we got married pretty much well after I dragged him to our first one. Oh yeah. That's that's quite a story. (laughs) Um, and just, you know, having Christian friendships uh, Mm. has made, you know, such a huge difference for me and we'll get more into it. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, pause that thought because I, I really believe that there is some serious connections there of spiritual walk and spiritual growth with the connectivity amongst other believers. Yeah. And, and I want to hear what that looks like. But Brian, for you, share us a little bit about your story growing up, leading up. How did you come to know Christ? But then also, how did you come to know this lovely lady sitting next to you? Yeah. Um, I imagine people that will watch this on video will do like most do and be really shocked that this one sitting next to me. I think that's one of the benefits of Christianity. Uh, um, but no, in all seriousness, I, I would have to say like, before I get into my, my boring story, I mean, the boring parts are where are, are my own and the Lord's are really exciting. But I think of when Krista, you know, I would never associate the word immaturity with, with you. Um, certainly with me, I feel like, uh, where Krista might have these moments of, of growth or, or times where she need she felt like she, the Lord needed to readjust her. Um, I was certainly there to insert more immaturity, um, for us. So it, it, when I hear the word testimony, <laughs> I, I, I have a testimony, um, in the, the general sense of growing up in the church, what that means. But I feel like our life is an ongoing testimony. We were talking about that on the way over, whether it's just these moments where the Lord, um, he just continues to sanctify us. And so there's the aspect of testimony where he has, saved us Mm -hmm. and revealed his son to us, revealed the truth of him. And we go, yes, I want him. Um, And then, you know, quickly, like all the stories in the Bible, you start to have these moments where you turn away and it's the testimonies of him being the Lord of our life Mm -hmm. that probably are the moments where we, um, I mean, by God's grace, I think we've where one is started to go this way, the other one's pulling back and, and vice versa. And, but very um, similar to kind of where we are in, in the study of Romans, of yeah. how he's continually saving us from our falls, from our sins. Yeah. And there's that rescuing that happens each and every day that we still need to depend on him, right? Yeah. In order to, to have that 
that uh, the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into what's right as opposed to where we want to go. It, it, very similar to where, yeah. where we are with Romans. Uh, that's a really good point. I've actually thought of like, I'm a visual learner, so I see this this man walking through chapter six, seven, and eight, and then doing a big U-turn and then walking back through chapter six, seven, and eight. Like mm. that's me mm. uh, in a given day, and it a given a year, or a woman, <laughs> uh, because the woman is just hanging out in chapter eight, honey. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Pass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus, you gotcha. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, I grew up, um, you know, college brought Chris and I together. Um, I was not a, not a mature man. Outwardly, I looked good. I was in the Corps of Cadets at Virginia Tech and um, was excelling and um, had a really good facade. So you guys are Hokies. Yes. Okay. Very proud Hokies. Right. Got it. One of the like only ones on our street, which has not been fun this year, uh, moving in last year. But, um, you know, we had a realtor that put us there, so I can't remember who that was. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but uh, so I grew up on a small island, Tybee Island, Georgia. I grew up single mom, uh, three kids. I was the oldest, and so my mom relied on me a lot. Um, and so I really had a, a unhealthy pride with being trusted and trustworthy. Mm. Um, and that came falling down when, my, when integrity really was tested at periods of time. Um, and so I, I don't necessarily need to bore with all that, but I guess what's, what's most impor- important for, for me as we sit here is to not look like, um, like we've arrived or got it all together. Yeah. Certainly walk through and, but there was a, yeah, how we met, there was a wonderful day in class where uh, I, was, I had uh, finally figured out my major as a senior uh, and I had a full good for you. Yeah, I had a full ride by the Air Force, so I had this pressure of like, oh yeah, you got to graduate fast because you're gonna have to pay this back. Yeah, if you don't. And so I was in a class of sophomores as a senior, um, and Chris and I had my last name Lewis and her last name Lesnoff. We got paired together to do an interview after September 11th, and mm-hmm. it's a pretty good interview. <laughs> um, and uh, the Lord had some work to do, and I think. That's where FBC, um, you know, Krista growing up here and then me being in, inserted in a way is the real beauty of this place or the relationships, right? And so Mark uh, married us, uh, but John Morrison did our premarital counseling. Hmm. And so from a very early stage, those two men had a big impact on my life and they do because the church enables them, right? And so mm-hmm. coming back to hear was just kind of a no-brainer for us. Cool. You know? Well, I, I do want to kind of unpack this idea of, of how you guys value the church and, mm-hmm. and what what it looks like to be a part of a body of believers. What is it part of to be a part of the body of Christ in general? And even before you guys moved back in town, which we'll get to, you guys lived where? Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. In the yeah, city. Northeast, in, the, yeah. in the heart of the city, right? And... and Explain to me kind of how you guys found a church there, how you got plugged in. What mm-hmm. what kind of involvement did you guys have there before even coming here? And, and kind of how that maybe grew you guys together as a couple. Yeah. If you can't find a church, make one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Yeah, well, we were attending a small church in uh, Annandale, mm-hmm. and, um, but not very long. And... This other couple showed up and the wife had her nose pierced, which I did at the time too. And I immediately thought, oh, we should get to know these people. The cool kids. (laughs) Right. Turned out they were church planters. Okay. And invited us to prayerfully consider joining their launch team for a church in the city. Hmm. And that was kind of where our hearts were anyways. We wanted to get more involved in D.C. Hmm. So um, we were part of a 
eight-person launch team, essentially. Yeah, yeah, we did that for just over five years. Watched the church grow to just just about almost 300 folks in wow. the city. Wow, um, Four blocks from the Capitol. Um, spent a lot of time um, in all different kind of ways from, you know, initially being in community groups. Um, when You know, there's kind of this beautiful stage of when you're starting something, you know, um, and starting a church that way, there was an intimate group up front. And then as the church grew, you kind of got to know everybody. And I'm sure they're, mm-hmm. you know, from the 40th anniversary of this church, there's a lot of people that still yeah. remember that time here. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we learned uh, the value of um, bylaws and uh, and accountability and those kind of things. We, we walked through, right? There's a friend of mine often says that there's no perfect church. If, if you find it, don't go there. And what he means is, well, one, you'll make it imperfect, but two, there is no <laughs> right. such thing, right? Right. Um, and so we walked through some pretty painful stuff there that taught us a lot. And we were talking about that on the way over here. It taught us the value of community group because mm-hmm. our community group remained a very, very tight knit family that helped us walk through some really painful stuff yeah. there. I mean, community groups has really kind of been the theme, even before we moved to D.C. Mm -hmm. when we lived in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. That's where we, you know, kind of cut our leadership chops um, and, you know, led community groups. We've been part of all kinds of churches. We've been part of mega churches, teeny bitty churches, brand new churches and, you know, ones that have kind of been around, but they're part of a mainline denomination. And now we're here at FBC again. So we've... um, always valued what can be learned and taught and grown in community groups. So sorry to interject. There. No, no. And earlier you mentioned the first time. So Krista really gets a, a lot of credit for leading us early on. Uh, I, she waited till I was out of the country um, in Indonesia Wow! Um, to join a community group while I was away because she got tired of waiting on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so sometimes, yeah, and I, I really value that independence in her. But, um, but yeah, that's true. For us, community group is... It is the church. It's where um, where a lot of that really good and really tough things happen. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned us being in the city. Yeah. So we, we were in a very interesting spot, right? We moved into a home. In fact, the running joke was we were the white people in the White House. Um, was white. Yeah. Not <laughs> the White okay. House. Okay. Not the capital T, right? But um, we, we had the only yeah. White House on the street, and we were like one of only two white couples. Mm-hmm. And... And when you talk about community, I, I think one of the biggest things I've learned is like, it's internal and it's external. Um, for us, our community group became a home, like a light on the block. And we learned, so I say this one way and Crystal usually corrects me, so you might have to correct me. But um, I, I say it is, and we got comfortable being in uncomfortable situations. Krista has a better where it was, how do you say it? Yeah, because you can't be comfortable if you're uncomfortable. So I just say we learn to embrace being in uncomfortable situations. We also learn that like, there's a reality that the people that we interact with, a lot of them will never, at least initially, feel like they can step through the doors of a church without catching on fire. Yeah. But to walk into a living room amongst people that are like, all willing to admit that we're all the crazy uncle, In, in need of, of a savior who right. does exist is a totally different game. Yeah. Um, and so we, we learned a lot about that in the city. And we learned a lot, too, about just um, the ways that we've been blessed and didn't even see it. And so it was a special time. For and us. it takes, I mean, a certain personality. I'll tell you, I'm not the kind of person who's just going to instantly wave my hands and say, hey, yeah, I want to get plugged right in, you yeah. know. And 
how do you guys categorize yourselves? Are you, are you the jump right in kind of people or are you the <laughs> let me sit back and wait kind of people? Because everyone listening here to us has yeah. different yeah. personality types and different. It takes different things to kind of draw you in or yeah. somebody's just going to jump right in. So where do you fit in that category? I think before answering that, I um, just need to explain that, you know, when Brian said we walked through some really intimate, painful things with our community group. We also celebrated joyful things. Mm, that's a good point. But we um, we also had some painful church experiences. Yeah. And so when we first moved back to Winchester, um, we were just kind of catching up with life, like figuring out you know, activities and schools. And um, Brian still has a commute that he wishes he didn't have. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I was transitioning to a home office for the first time. Um, and we had home projects, so we were very insular, very inward focused. Plus, we had a lot of family tragedies um, mm. last fall and winter. So we did not jump right in yeah. when we moved here. And um, in the spring, we finally felt like let's let's start to you know be more outward focused yeah, um, because we f- we felt yeah we felt that lack. And so. Um, we tried out a couple community groups, mm-hmm. made it three weeks before COVID hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I also <clears throat> somehow found this women's and mothers uh, group that met once a month. And I, after going to it one night, you know, I was a little skeptical about going into it. Wah, wah, wah. And then after I did, I came home and I burst into tears because mm. I realized I'd just been missing those biblical friendships mm. and that intergenerational, like people my age, people, you know, the next generation up and even grandmothers, like that was just so life giving. And, you know, to hear it rooted in scripture, um, it was just a r- reminder of what we'd kind of cut out of our lives for about seven months mm. and how much we really desire that. Yeah. So um, that's interesting. I mean, so you guys moved back into town last year mm-hmm. and and kind of what drew you guys back was community. I think I, 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 <laughs> think I can answer that question for it, but I'll yeah. I, I ask that leading question. So yeah. you were looking for community. Yeah. I mean, because work for both of you guys essentially stayed the same. Yeah. Um, moving from D.C. to Winchester, that's a big hike. Mm-hmm. So you were willing to move into a location, an area that you knew you could find that community mm-hmm. in order to then sacrifice potentially a work commute or mm-hmm. something else mm-hmm. for what you left behind mm-hmm. in D.C. So that's that's a big jump. And, and yet at the same time, what you're yeah. saying is that you kind of still needed, you waited a good seven months and there was a void. Mm-hmm. That, that that happened. So Brian, how about for you? Kind of where, how did that fit with you moving into a town that you've never lived in before? Yeah, going to a church that you've never attended, and and what did it look like for you to attempt to kind of get plugged in and connected? Yeah, um, I mean, I think for me, I really, really value deep relationships. Um, I, I saw in the city where we had a group of. Um, folks that tended to be in the same stage of life. And I think there's some margin for that. We also, our community group had all kinds of different age ranges. We had, we had an atheist that came for a while that made things really fun. And we had a teenager from the neighborhood and, 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 and different socioeconomic backgrounds and different, but there races. were different races. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that in ages, um, the, at our church plant, the only two 60 somethings met each other and got married. So like they were, you know, it's kind of fun. Cool. They, were, they were in our group and they brought, but there was a reality that there was a group of men that I connected deeply with and the wives got along and we had this kind of um, trust amongst each other to go, 
hey, if you see something in me, a blind spot, you have a right to share. Your wife has a right if it comes up amongst women to share it. Mm. And we had an agreement so that we could mm. we could help sanctify and work through each other. So when we moved here and I didn't really know anyone, um, I am prone to like self-pity mm. and to just kind of wallow in it and go like, why? But I also saw around me, you know, one of the draws to Winchester, it's a gr- it is a great place to live. It's a great place to raise kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely significant differences from um, the culture we move from both in the church and outside the church. And so for me, I, um, I really struggled for a while there having those like deep relationships, like they just don't happen overnight. And I realized like, Oh, that's something that's going to take time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lord has provided them in a really crazy way. Um, the struggle now for me is sp- feeling like I spend so much time commuting for work that I, I don't have the margin to invest as much mm-hmm. as I would like with people. So that's probably the the hardest part. And at this point, I don't even remember what your question well, was. Well, just walk me through the process <laughs> of, of, of getting plugged in. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll be candid. I mean, I, I know that our church leadership is attempting to really better mm-hmm. communicate, better prioritize. What does this process look like? Uh, you call it a pathway to discipleship or a pathway of getting connected. However you want to process that from the time that you declare, okay, I think I'm going to attend Fellowship Bible Church or any church, for example. What, you know, what steps do you go through to learn more about what the church has to offer? How do I use my gifts and talents into that? And how can I get connected to the community? So it sounds like that you, you did take a little bit of time to yeah. do that, but now you are at a point where you are connected. So walk me through now kind of where you are feeling that, okay, this is my home and this is what I'm connected to. So you mentioned you're starting to get s- some relationships yeah. with, with people. Um, Meet weekly with community for kind of building yeah, prayer. I, I think of a call to action in this sense. Um, it, it, it went both ways. So we talked about what we learned to be a part of community group. I was that guy that kind of Rat, like railed against church membership many years ago and mm. didn't really know and then totally went the other way when I realized like oh yeah look at the New Testament Paul's writing yeah. to the churches and yeah. that matters and and um, we've we've seen the benefit we've been a part of groups we've led groups we've had that tight knit family and, and it's like well how does that happen well for us here we it, it takes the relationships and some sometimes and we felt this at first to be really raw it's like we entered in the service here and you'd kind of disappear yeah like there's not a greeting time and that's not neither good nor bad it just right. is and so it's like we started to realize like reaching out to an individual here and there and make and have more than just a hey how you doing conversation mm-hmm. but like getting a few more things out of them and so from that grew um, there's a, a, a young man in the church here who's, who approached me after having a couple guys that I had, like the three guys I knew I had over around the fire pit one sure. day last fall. Yeah. And, and he said, hey, you're, you're a few stages in life ahead of me. Would you be willing to meet regularly? So we meet yeah. every every Saturday. It's great. Um, and uh, walk through a Paul letter and, and, um, and work through that. And then there's this organic group of men that are in their 60s, one guy in his 20s, and there's me in my 40s now. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and we tackle a question and we just talk about it in a life way. It's not like you've got to come with all of this scripture. But this past week, for example, we talked about who are our enemies, who are our friends, and how do we love them? Hmm. And, and so what's cool about that is I invited a guy, another dad from, from Cub Scouts, who hasn't found a church 
and said, hey, I got this group of guys. Some of us have, you know, we have a cigar or something sitting there and discussing these things. And, and so that's kind of how it's happened organically, which is totally the Lord. That's a God I, thing. Yeah. It is a God it's thing. It's not any special specific event or location where you're like, I'm waving your hands. I'm going to get connected. It's just finding those relationships that God is putting in your lap yeah. and saying, okay, how do I use this to either help somebody, like you just said, come alongside of him to, to do life together yeah. or vice versa, somebody else coming alongside of you and spurring each other on in that way. I think that's, that's great. I mean, yeah. it's a spurring piece, right? Like I think of my relationship with Ben that I meet with every week and I opened the door first cause I felt a need to just have a couple of guys over. I threw some sausages on the grill and we sat around the fire pit mm-hmm. um, and little funny story, a little difference between Winchester and DC <laughs> within five minutes, no lie. Two of the guys had out their concealed carry weapons and were comparing them, <laughs> which is illegal in DC. Right. So I'm just like, okay, welcome to Winchester. But then he turned around two weeks later and opened the door to my way and said, I want to be more intentional about time with you. Mm. And so I think that's where that's where that's got to happen is in the church. We recognize like God has called us to be a part of this family. Um, and it is it is a part of being called into the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, and speaking of family, our kids have never had better children's ministry than here. Yes. Is this such yeah. a godsend for us in the city? I heard this in one of your previous podcasts. There's just not facility space really yeah. to do mm-hmm. children's ministry well. And so coming here, our kids are like wanting to memorize scripture. Yeah. <laughs> and now, you know, we've gone through the membership class and our daughter is going to be baptized oh, um, yes. in two weeks. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she has been asking for years and we've been putting it off, putting it off because when to get a little older, but we've just realized we don't have a good hmm. reason not to anymore because her faith is so true and sweet. Yep. And um, Pastor Charlie walked her through like really solid principles. So, that, you know, we know when we baptize somebody at FBC that they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and that's just so exciting. And, you know, I am slowly slower than Brian, but, you know, in starting to meet some of the other moms through, mm-hmm. you know, the kids ministry. Yep. Um, and we, it's probably important to point out, like, uh, we've talked a lot a bit of, about it from our perspective, but whenever we talk about community group, we always think about our kids too, because yeah. we saw the value and how important community group was for them. And not always necessarily that there's other kids there, but how do we be intentional? And in one way, mm-hmm. we were able to witness to a woman in our neighborhood because we had her come in to be the babysitter. Mm-hmm. And so there's all kinds of ways in which your kids can, can be a part of, and they see it modeled and mm-hmm. it, it's just a, it, it's a really big deal to. Let me just also just clarify. I mean, in in terminology here at FBC, community group is kind of an official term. I mean, you you all are using it fairly loosely of just kind of small group or just meeting with people and how you've essentially met with one or two guys. But I want to say here at FBC, there are the official community groups that are out there that you guys are connected with now. Is that true? Yes. Yes. So we um, we are part of one community group that meets every other Sunday. Um, We were part of two so that we could go to one every week. (laughs) We were alternating them. Yeah. But that one, you know, has evolved and different night and such now. Um, So. And were were your children involved with those groups? With one of of them. Okay. Yeah. We hired a sitter for one and then they were part of it for the other. Mm. So. Well, I mean, that's a challenge for families with kids of of kind of how do you connect with them? And I think there is a a value of engaging kids in the group, but I've been a part of groups where, yeah, we have put the kids aside and say, do your thing with a babysitter or whatever. And then I've been a part of groups where the kids are involved. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer as long as there's discipleship happening at home with the kids. And and so you got to say, first of all, how old are your kids? How many and how many do you have? Two, six and (laughs) 10. Okay. (laughs) 
and I'm sure they're a handful. Do they? <laughs> one of them. <laughs> uh, the Less one that's so like his now. dad. Becoming more and more mature. Yeah. But, you know, but when you're trying to study and yeah. be a part of a group, I mean, you've got to have that adult time, too. And that yeah. that man on man, woman on woman kind of discipleship time that can happen also. But having kids a part of the group, I think that's Yeah, that's and I, I guess I should clarify, too, like FBC, because of, I mean, I, I, I don't know Pastor Charlie deeply, but I know enough of what I've seen through his leadership and through my kids and the way, the way my daughter has talked about being walked through baptism that I can say that the Lord has worked through him. And, mm. and I can say, I love that brother, yeah. right? And so yeah. um, there's a reality that FBC has created. It's Sundays, right? It's not meant to teach your kids everything, but there is some more probably less pressure to make community groups fit with them at certain seasons because mm-hmm. you know they're getting fed well when they are here. And there's, you know, our daughter's in club, I always say it wrong, 56. Yeah. I always yeah, yeah. want to like make it old man style and say club five, six. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's some realities too. So I don't want to, yeah, you can't put it, you can't put community groups in a box other than the box that says we're, we're really called to do this. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, to me, as I'm just kind of synthesizing what we're all talking about here, as you've moved in the town, it, it did take months to kind of figure out where, where is my fit here? And, and then from that, you realize the need that, okay, there is something to being connected with the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And God has placed people in your laps, essentially, to, to make those connections, to be a part of discipleship groups, to be a part of women's um, time together, to allow your kids to be a part of it. You've had membership. You've got baptism going on with your child. I mean, you're in community groups. There is a lot of things happening here in this short amount of time. So I got to first of all say thank you for that, because I'm not saying you guys are model experts in any way. But there is there is these I mean, it's going to be a different fit for each person as you kind of go down this pathway to discipleship pathway of getting plugged in and connected. What kind of just final question? What would you suggest to people who are in that stage right now who are listening, who are somewhat new to the church or kind of because of COVID, maybe not feeling connected, kind of where, where would you suggest them to, to find those ways to, to engage with the body? Yeah, the uh, COVID thing definitely is hard. Um, When community groups went on Zoom, that was really hard for me to stay connected because, you know, we, even though I know a lot of the long timers here, we were trying to get some, to know some of the newer folks. So I just didn't, feel as comfortable getting to know people over a screen. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that we're back in person, socially distanced, um, uh, I found it a lot more energizing and exciting. So, I mean, like, this is so cliche, but like Nike, just do it. Yeah. (laughs) Don't be scared. I mean, circling back, be uncomfortable, right? I mean, there is a a level of comfortability of being engaged with what I know, you know, and, and the level of unknown is scary. Yeah. But. And every church does it differently, you know, in different places, community groups are based on your geography or, or whatever. But here, I think there is that flexibility to, you know, if you don't find a great fit the first time, like look at another one, you're not committed to, mm-hmm. to one, mm-hmm. um, like we did, <laughs> we yeah. tried to. Yeah. So. yeah. Any suggestions on your end, Brian? Yeah, I mean, I, I think mine it seems simple, but some for some folks it's going to be hard, right? Um, we had a pastor at our last church before we came here who would talk about, like, he was very mindful of introverts and extroverts, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really helpful because a church can be a really terrifying place for an introvert, probably, in a lot of ways. Um, I wouldn't know because I'm an extrovert. But I think in uh, my advice would be 
um, I think of the verse that talks about God's mercies being new every day. We're not meant to go, oh, look, Brian and Krista are here and there's some good there. I need to be there tomorrow. It's it actually it applies from a grace perspective and it, and it applies from an action perspective. And, and what I mean by that is just going up to someone that might stand out or that you've met a couple of times and just saying, can we grab coffee? Like just starting mm. that first yeah. relationship will end up spawning other things or that person may be just like you and not know anybody. Yeah. Um, and he that's the start of advice. something. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, um, that's what's, that's what the Lord has done with me. And I think, um, I think he'll, he'll honor the honor that in folks here. If they and that's, that's a great kind of summary because I really think it's about just, just finding that relationships and, and something that FBC has kind of shared over the last, last many years is relational discipleship. And there is an aspect of just, get on the phone or just ask somebody for a cup of coffee and just find those opportunities to just build relationships with people. And, um, and that's how you can get plugged in. You know, one, one small component that we haven't talked about was our podcast last week of serving, you know, so there is this whole component also of just using your gifts and talents that we're not even touching on today. Yeah. But again, it's going to look a little different for each person, each family. Um, but I think the call is still there the same for each person to, to prioritize the body in that way to where we are plugged into community and we're using our gifts and talents to serve the Lord in that, in that way. And, and you it's guys have done It's just like, that. you know, the whole thing of you feel better about yourself when you're helping others, you know, when you go and serve somewhere in a charity function. And it's the same in same principle here. You feel like you're more <laughs> part of it all when you're giving of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of Ephesians four and I'll read this real quick. Um, Ephesians four eleven. And he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure and the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. And that, that sums it up for all of us yeah. to be able to, to, to find those ways to just give the knowledge of God to other people and to be able to, uh, to present every man complete in Christ as, as Colossians also says, and one person at a time, you mm -hmm. know, they can be able to do that. And you guys are an example. So thank you <laughs> <laughs> for, for being a part of that. And you know, the, this idea of how we are prioritizing the body is one of those four P's that we're challenging the the ministries here at fbc to engage with each other um to be able to use the service and and the skills and the gifts of the body to to help carry the torch um to to pass it on to the next generation mm -hmm. and to be able to to do that i think uh, you guys are an example of that of just what does it look like to move into town and find ways to get plugged in so once again thank you guys for being a part of this podcast and hopefully it's an encouragement well, and inspiration for you and all the ministries here. Yeah. Well, fun. you know, being here at FBC, it's challenging, but mm -hmm. it's exciting. You know, mm -hmm. you got to yeah. love it. And, and I'm excited to see what God has in store for these next several years to come. COVID or no COVID, you know, yeah. God is going to be doing his work and his ministry. So yeah. 
Lord willing, we'll be looking at it with you and walking through it. There you go. Yep. So come find you guys. You know, if you guys are listening, you know, reach out to us, um, ask any questions, uh, interact with us. You can go to fbcva.life slash podcast in their show notes. You can um, just engage with us that way in any of the podcast networks that you listen to us or watch us on YouTube. Um, and remember to tune in again. Um, we release these podcasts each and every Friday morning, and uh, there might be some delays and pauses, but put it on your um, on your app to send you push notifications, let you know that a new one has been released. And uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And until we chat or even meet again, let Christ be the focus of your life each and every day.